0: Strange stories of peculiar people and extraordinary events throughout history. This is Notorious Narratives. Hi and welcome to Notorious Narratives. I'm Robin. And I'm Jen. And before we get started tonight, I'm very excited. I just want to tell everyone we're getting some tote bags made for our Patreon. Woohoo! If you have not checked out our Patreon yet, it's uh, pretty awesome. We got some good extras there. We have a $1 tier where you get episodes early. We have a $3 tier where you get an additional Instagram mini episode every month. And the $5 tier where you get the tote bag, the stickers, the button, the package sent from Notorious Narrative's headquarters with its bitch and wax seal. Uh-huh. And you also get two extra episodes. So you get the Instagram mini sewed mm-hmm. and you get an additional episode. That's a lot of stuff. So far we've had Robin talks about global burial ceremonies. I've done a couple episodes on true crime. We have our Jack the Ripper episode, which is our very first episode ever Our recorded. first episode ever. Yeah. There's a lot of stuff for you to check out, so you just go yeah. over there. And- so this week's episode is about Unit 731. I just want to tell everyone that there is some information that I'm going to talk about that could be very sensitive to most people. Um, to, this... mo- to most people, not anyone specific.
1: Oh, is it no, about like no. it's military? A, it's, or... a, it's a global
0: issue, and um, I, it happened in the 20th century. So some people may have family members that experienced something like this. Someone might know someone that um, experienced something like this. So let's just let's just get on with it but yeah i, feel I just like want to about to take me like and start talking about aliens or something i no, it's like a conspiracy no, it's theory not, or something it's I'm not, yeah no no it's nothing about a conspiracy it's not aliens i just wanted to let everyone know that the topic that i'm going to talk about there are some very unpleasant things i'm going to talk about uh if you have a weak stomach if you are not you know it, or not not but if you are very sensitive to certain topics just be warned before i continue so let's just let's just uh let's just get into it shall we Unit 731 was a covert biological and chemical warfare research and development wing of the Imperial Japanese Army that undertook the lethal human experimentation during the Second sino Japanese War that was between 1937 and 1945 and World War II. It's the harrowing tale of how Japan carried out a series of horrific human experiments under the disguise of warfare research. More than 3,000 people, mostly Chinese civilians, Russians, the British, and American prisoners of war. They were dissected alive, infected with bubonic plague, anthrax, and were even the human getting pigs for frostbite treatments. Unit 731 was built in 1936 in a camp in Pingfang, just outside of Harbin, which is located in northeastern China, for the Japanese Imperial Army so they can conduct research into germ warfare, weapon capabilities, and the limits of the human body. I mean this is all super similar to the experiments done by the Nazis mm-hmm. with Joseph Mengele at mm-hmm. the helm, so this is seems like maybe where he learned a little bit of his maybe stuff. Maybe. So at first, the patients of the Unit 731 were volunteers from the ranks of the army, but as the experiment reached the limits of being a non-invasively observed, the supply of volunteers ran out and the unit turned to the Chinese POWs and civilian prisoners. These prisoners and civilians were referred to as logs by their torturers, meaning just throw another log on it. One structure still contains rows of cages that house thousands of giant rats, which Japanese doctors used to produce the babana plague. The disease was released on hundreds of thousands of Chinese by dropping plague-carrying fleas on villages as part of the experiments in the biochemical warfare. Experiments and dissections on men, women, and children were done without anesthetics, so the results would not be influenced by whatever drugs are in their system. I mean, as long as we keep it scientific, right? Right? Bastards. This isn't great. I'm trying to warn you my best way. So prisoners would be infected with diseases after their organs would be removed while still alive. So the scientists could study the effects of the disease before the decomposition began. Blood loss would be studied as limbs were amputated and documentation shows that they were often reattached to another side of the body. These prisoners would be exposed to extreme temperatures in order to develop frostbite so they could study how long it took to get gangrene or how long a person could survive and what could be the cure. Yoshimura Hisato, a physiologist that was assigned to Unit 731, took the interest in hypnothermia. As part of the study regarding limb injury, Hisato submerged the prisoner's limb in a tub of water filled with ice and had them held down until the limb was frozen solid and a coat of ice formed on the skin. One witness described the situation as the limbs sounded like a plank of wood that you would hit with a stick. Hisato tried different methods of rapid rewarming, and sometimes this included holding it close to an open fire, and other times it was left alone overnight untreated to see how long the limb would thaw out. Hi, everybody. I'm Katie Segal, and I'm Kurt Sutter, and welcome to our new podcast called PI, People, Influences, and Experiences. Yes, it's sort of the uh, get-to-know-ya at a deeper level, the who, what, when, where, and why you are, rather than what it is you do. Absolutely. We're not going to talk too much about what people do. We just want to know about their families, where they come from, you know, what shapes their parenting if they have kids, what shapes their marriages if they're married. Scientists also used prisoners to study STDs, forcing prisoners infected with syphilis to have sex with other healthy prisoners to see how the virus spreads. Doctors injected prisoners with animal blood or even forced them to share cells with deceased prisoners to test how infectious they could be. Beyond STDs, rape was a huge feature in the unit's experimentation. Female prisoners of childbearing ages were forcibly impregnated so that weapon and trauma experiments could be done on them. Sometimes the mothers would then be infected with syphilis or another type of disease, so the Japanese could study how it affected the fetus. Unit 731 was long-lasting and global. Many of the scientists involved went on to prominent careers in post-war politics, academia, business, and in medicine. Unit 731 eventually grew into an assembly line for weaponized diseases that, if they were fully developed, deployed, and successful, could have killed everyone on Earth several times. When a prisoner's body was no longer needed, they would then be shot or killed by lethal injection or, in some cases, buried alive. None of the Russian, Korean, Mongolian, or Chinese prisoners assigned to 731 survived their imprisonment. So the effectiveness of certain weapons was also a big interest with the Japanese army. Unit 731 would bring prisoners together on a firing range and then would shoot them from different ranges by different weapons, such as a Nambu 8mm pistol bolt-action rifles, machine guns, and even grenades. The prisoners' wounds patterns and penetration depths were then compared to on other bodies of the dead or, or the severely injured. Bayonets, swords, and knives were also studied in a similar way, but the prisoners were usually bound for these tests. Flamethrowers were also tested on both covered and exposed skin, and gas chambers were set up around the unit where they were exposed to nerve gas and different blister agents. I mean, this is clearly one of the major reasons why the United Nations was formed. Yep. Yeah. Like the atrocities. Mm-hmm. I-, I can't believe I've never heard of this. When I was researching it, I was I kept on saying to myself I'm like I'm like I don't I don't know if I want to talk about this. I don't know if I want to talk. But then I'm like, you know what? If I don't know about it, there's a lot out there that don't also don't know about it and we need to know. Yeah, it's like you get taken as a prisoner of war, and they're like, "Oh, you're gonna go to like seven thirty one, and then you know that the rumor is that like no one leaves there. No one, yeah, no one. And it's there like, oh there. well, you know, maybe you'll get frozen, maybe you'll get raped, maybe you'll get burned, maybe you'll get some sort of disease. Shot, yeah. But all that's gonna happen in the end of the day is they're gonna kill you or bury you alive, or Jesus Lord bury you alive. Ugh, I'm gonna take another drink. another test was prolonged x-ray exposure where it sterilized and killed thousands another study was to see the effects on high g-forces on pilots and falling paratroopers unit 731 would load these people into large centrifuges and were spun at increasingly speeds until they lost consciousness or even died it's the world's worst gravitron this usually happened around 10 to 15 G's, but it was said that the young children showed a lower tolerance for these increasing forces. There were children? Mm-hmm. How are they prisoners of war? Or they were just citizens of conquered lands and they were just like, oh, well. It was, you know, a lot of times were the, you know, civilian prisoners. But, I mean, were probably children. Yeah. But like- who sold? Who stole this, who stole that. You never know, but it did say men, women, and children were involved. Venereal disease was the bane of organized military's existence as far back as ancient Egypt. And so, of course, the Japanese had to test it. Unit 731 infected prisoners with the disease and would withhold treatment to observe the illness. A modern treatment at the time was primitive chemotherapy agent called salvaricin, and was sometimes administered over a period of many months so they could observe the side effects. <laughs> Can you? <laughs> are you done with that one? Hold on, I'm gonna have to open another bottle. Okay. How much more of this do we have? Page and a half. Yeah, I'll you. open another I'm bottle. W- I you. I'm aware. I, and you I'm here say. for it. I'm here for it. I'm not, I'm not cringing because these are incredibly similar. I and think, I'm very well, well-versed in I know, in the... I know, I know, I know. And I also think that, um, unfortunately, this story resembles a lot of stories that we've told in the past. To breed the most lethal strains of diseases, doctors, monitored patients, and those who were sickest were then bled to death on a table, and their blood would then be injected into another prisoner. Who would then be the sickest, and then they would bleed them to death and they would remove their blood and transfer it to another person and then bleed them to death, and the whole thing went on and on and on. So at the end of the day, one person could have been infected with dozens of different people and their infection. It's, you know, by no means am I saying that this is good, but they certainly seem to have been efficient, there were two of affi- it, yeah. Were, I mean, this is very, you're talking very early. The- like, they're doing this work, you know, before there is, you know, the things that we know before as... Before 1945. Biological warfare, one, yeah. yeah, before World War II, which was really, uh, you know, when we first kind of saw the beginnings of biological warfare. And certainly we've seen a lot more since then. They were already testing it beforehand, yeah. Right, I mean, for a good amount of time beforehand. Yeah. and. Already really developing some pretty brutal, brutal theories and ways to. I mean, I don't think that. I mean, I think that if they didn't have the prisoners of war from all these other countries, it still would have been done on just civilians. Well, I do. I think it is civilians. Well, it's it's a mix of everything. what you said before, you said that they did experiments on whole villages. So that's just conquered well, that lands. One, that one test when they dropped the infected fleas. Yeah. But just, I'm sure that... Just flew over, just dropped them. Some I'm sure of that fleas. those women and children were not prisoners of war. No. I'm sure and, and they weren't. They were just basic civilians. Women yeah. and children were just taken from villages of probably in China, where mm-hmm. they, had, they had... They were the conquerors yeah. at that time. What's fascinating to me, though, is that when, in the beginning, when I first talked about it, was... Most of the people that were tested were volunteers from the Japanese army. Like, I volunteer as tribute. Like, I want to be infected. I want to do all this stuff. And then well, eventually they're like, I don't want to fucking do this anymore. I mean, this we've, ridiculous. We've, we've talked about the importance of, um, you know, volunteering to help your country, especially in Asian culture, yeah. how far they're actually willing yeah. to go. But I the, another thing that I find super bizarre. It's just like Pearl Harbor, you know, like all those planes that drove out there that was a suicide mission yeah Uh, the other thing that i find really bizarre and interesting is that this is a fully government sanctioned experiment that has like the best minds in japan on it yeah like the people who went on to probably teach at all of their schools and write all the books and the you know write all the important research papers people that are, are still alive today yeah and they were committing unbelievable atrocities And were they ever tried for any of this or is this all? I'll get to that. Okay. So the whole reason for unit 731 was in support of their larger mission that by 1939, they would be able to develop weapons of mass destruction to use against the Chinese population and presumably American and Soviet organizations. To this day, Japan has not apologized and China has not forgiven the countless experiments and deaths that lasted over several years. Japan has disclosed the names of thousands of members of Unit 731, roughly about 3,607 people. The document lists members of the Kwantung Army's Epidemic Prevention and Water Purification Department, which is the unit's official name, and it's it and it's dated January 1st of 1945. It also includes the names, ranks, and contact details for more than 1,000 army medics and dozen surgeons, doctors, nurses, and engineers. Japan reluctantly acknowledged the unit's existence back in the the late 1990s, but has refused to talk about the activities that took place. In 2006, Toyo Ishii, a nurse at the unit, said that her and her colleagues had been ordered to bury numerous corpses, bones, and body parts following Japan's surrender in August of 1945. There is some documentation that similar experiments took place in other parts of Asia, A former doctor named Akira Makino said that she was ordered to conduct experiments on condemned men while stationed on the islands of Medano, which is located in the Philippines. So this is everywhere. So today. And I mean, it was not just in Asian countries either. Like we are fully aware that this went on in multiple places. I, I cannot. I don't I don't know for sure what America did. I won't speak to it because I'm not researched on it. But I'm sure we did fucking horrible shit too, because everybody does. Rumor has it, I read this, but it, it wasn't really confirmed that the Americans actually knew about all of this and they kept it a secret so they can get the intel from the experiments. But yeah, because it's valuable, yeah. valuable and information. I think, unfortunately, how else I will we think learn that how every to? Every country that had a prisoner of war located there that was being tested on, that they would also want their that knowledge. Yeah, because how else are we going to learn how to make weapons of mass destruction mm-hmm. without destroying Testing masses of people? On, on people. So today, a museum is located inside the remnants of Unit 731 to memorialize the loss of life and the humanity that took place. Visitors follow the path that goes along the bungalows, the guard building, and the sheds that were used to breed the rats. There are also several locations that have actual artifacts, such as Room 9. That room has medical instruments displayed, which includes test tubes, saws, needles, and coat rack vivisection hooks that was used to hang human viscera. You can also see the smoke stacks from a large incinerator that was once used to burn the dead. It is said that the most moving part of the museum are the walls of the hundreds of moving pictures and testimonies of the guards who broke their long-held silence about the activities going on. Many of these were also guards that broke ranks years after the war in order to provide crucial information about the horrible experiments in Unit 731. So that is the story of the human experimentations of Unit 731. Just another notorious narrative. If you enjoy our episodes, you can also go to patreon.com slash Notorious Narratives, where you can access exclusive content. And don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to be notified when a new episode is available. Keep it weird and never stop exploring.